0: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of a Upon Further Review, the pre-free agency baseball edition. I'm Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and here's our bubby, Barry Horn. <laughs> Barry, we're sorry to take you away from playing words with friends. I know this is still 2010 to you. <laughs> Let's get started. Let's talk Rangers. All right. Free agency starts this week, boys. Yes, it does.
1: And who do we expect the Rangers to sign? That's a good question. That's something I wanted to ask you. I'm expecting them to sign no one. No one? No one. It'll be a very low-level free agent pitcher. It'll be something along the lines of what they did last year, last offseason. When they acquired Giovanni Gallardo. Well, they did. I I guess I'm thinking two years ago then. Am I thinking when they brought in the left-hander? Who was such a, uh, a came off the national staff and they gave him a shot and in the rotation,
0: Joe Saunders or De- Ross Detweiler? Ross
1: Detweiler, that's who I'm thinking of. Thank Ross, you. Ross
0: Detweiler was last year. Yes.
1: Okay. See, I, w- I was I was correct. About yes, that, but yeah.
0: that was so long ago. It was a
1: long time ago, and let me tell you something. Ro- watching Ross Detweiler pitch really made it seem like a long time ago.
0: Yes, it did. Well, let, let me let before we start this exercise, let's just be. Uh, very open here that John Daniels has basically said that the payroll will be more or less where it was uh, at, at this year, which was about 140 million,
1: which puts them about half of the Dodgers.
0: Half of the Dodgers, uh, but they were they were as good, if not better, than the Dodgers this year for half the money. So
1: yes, they were. What was the Royals? Uh, um budget
0: you know i don't know what the royals payroll was but again there is one thing that the royals did have and and I, I know that their bullpen was lights out during the during the postseason one thing that has to be considered when you talk about the royals is that three incredible performers for them over the course of the season the last two seasons alex gordon mike mistock is eric cosmer all top 10 picks royals had eight top 10 picks from 2005 through 2014 like pro far. Rangers have had zero. Profar was not a draft pick, but thank you for waking up. Okay.
1: Very, <laughs> <laughs> very. Have we hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. I didn't mean the bubby remark. Listen, I did mean it, but I'm I'm sorry if it was hurtful to you. <laughs> Barry's still out of breath
2: from well, running no, back <laughs> up here. Uh, pro, profar was uh, was was a guy on the com, a guy everybody thought was 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 going to be here absolutely and, but that
0: but but again that was
2: the number one prospect in baseball two years running two years in a row
0: and who is an Arizona fall league all-star for for his bat right now for for playing as a dh and the rangers are still optimistic that he'll be ready to play for 2016
1: because he is only what 23 he will be 23 next year yeah. yeah so he's still very young still possibilities
0: all right, so let's get into this with with what amounts to a flat payroll, and there's going to be some shuffling of money. Let's assume that that maybe they look to move Mitch Moreland, uh, which saves them about five million dollars. That they that they probably won't tender a contract to Leonis Martin. that's about five million dollars. Uh, you're going to lose the contracts of Gallardo and Colby Lewis, whether you resign them. Uh, there's some money to play with here, so. Well, There's three, I think, intriguing internal free agents. Okay, this, well, b-
1: before you say that, though, uh, I, w- I will say, but but uh, John Daniels, he, as you wrote today, does expect to tender an offer to Giovanni Gallardo, okay. which would be 15.3 million, right? 15.8, one Eight year million. deal, one year deal.
0: Um, and I I do come from the school that even if you're overpaying by a couple of million, his, he was a 13 million dollar pitcher last year, though the Rangers' commitment was nine million. If you're paying two million dollars over what a guy's value is on a one-year deal, not a bad deal. You don't have the long-term commitment.
2: So would you sign him if they could for that uh, money? Would you like to see him back? I, I would take him back. Now, again, I, I'd make the I'd
0: make the qualifying offer. I, nobody has ever accepted the qualifying offer. So I go into it with, with this idea that I'm going to tender him that offer. If he accepts, all right, we'll take him back. We may be overpaying by a couple of million dollars. If he doesn't, then we get a first-round draft pick in, in in compensation, and we take that that twelve to fifteen million dollars, and invest it more on a long-term deal, probably with somebody else.
1: And I I think that's what they have to do. Uh, I, but I don't think that Gallardo is going to accept. Uh, I don't think he was happy at all with the fact that he was a a, a five and gone pitcher, according to the manager.
2: It, it didn't. It, it never looked right when Bannister came out to to pull him from a game. He, it was almost as if. Here, he'd hand him the ball and just walk. So he, he was never happy about
0: Let's it. say this. You're not going to, based on the way he was handled at the end of the year, and I'm not saying that Jeff Bannister did anything wrong. I think he did what he felt like the statistical profile required and what allowed the Rangers the best opportunity to win, uh, both with Gallardo and, and in not starting Colby in the postseason. I think you're now, any chance that you would get of a hometown discount with these two guys is out the window. So you're going to have to pay whatever the market value is. So Colby and Gallardo are two of the three internal free agents that are interesting. The other is Mike Napoli. Which of those guys would you guys prioritize to to re-sign?
1: I got to tell you, um, uh, I know Mike Napoli uh, has some physical problems that probably would keep him from playing every day, at least at first base. Maybe, uh, maybe he'd have to. If you if you resigned him, he, uh, then Prince is probably going to play more first base than he played this year. Which I don't. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that uh, if that were the case. If if Mike needed to sit down every once in a while. But he was so good against left-handed hitting, uh, and, pitching, uh, pitching. Yes, and and uh, and this team struggled so much. I, I think you could make a case that Mike, Nap- the addition of Mike Napoli, was as important as anything that they did. Even as much as I love the fact that they went out and got bullpen help, which is you know the, the primary reason. I, I I think that's this is right up there with it.
0: Well, you go back to the deadline and what they did between the deadline and the week after the deadline was improve every aspect of their club. The starting rotation with Hamels overhauled the bullpen with Dyson and Diekman and then going out and getting uh, Mike Napoli to to boost from the the left hand to boost against left-handed pitching and they face the biggest number of left-handed starters in the major leagues this year if they don't make moves to their roster and balance it out a little bit more they're going to face the same situation next year so with that in mind is Napoli your number one priority of those three?
1: And he's a gold-glover. He he's, may be. He's a, he's a gold-glove finalist. Yeah, he's, he's right there. That's, he a... That was stunning. This is the Rafael Palmeiro uh, uh, gold-glove well, all you over guys, again.
0: You guys saw him play 11 games at first base for the Rangers. He played first base 90 games for, for, for Boston this year. And the bottom line is that, uh, at least according to most of the advanced metrics, he was a positive influence at first base. He actually saved more runs at first base than Mitch Moreland did, according to the FanGraphs.
1: Also, more than Mark DeShera
2: did. Yeah, so so me, it's a no brainer then. So what we're saying it's a no brainer. He's got to be back. Who, who, who is going to be batting from the who's going to be who's a right handed power hitter in this on the team? I, I, I think more they
1: had him. to bring him back because of that. There's, if you are thinking that Ryan Rua is going to be an answer, I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I he wouldn't even be on my radar. Well, at I think this it's
0: point. I think it's the the other part of that whole equation is that you look at where you can put a right handed power hitter in this lineup, and there. A, a, you could get a guy behind the plate, but that's going to cost you money either in weeders or prospects if you try and get Lucroy, and there's no guarantee there. I don't think you try and do it in left field until Josh Hamilton proves he can't because he costs you $0 next year. Not even the major league minimum, $0. He is a free player. So where on the corners do you find that spot for a right-handed hitter? Unless it's at first base, you try and move Mitch Moreland in that situation and balance out the, the right-left-handed thing.
1: Let me say this too about the catching situation because we we've talked about the Lacroix thing is, is certainly a, an option out there and we and and the, but if we look at the production that the Rangers got from catcher this year, they got more what? than adequate. They got was it eighteen home runs from their catchers? I think it was not, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Eighteen or nineteen home runs, like I think it was like seventy RBIs. Uh,
2: you know that that is a lot from the catching position oh, these but, days. But it was a patchwork. It was it was it was. But it, it was you can't count. Are you, would, you, would you be willing to go into the season? With that situation again, uh, yes, I would. If 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 Torino's if, uh, if is your starting catcher
1: and, and uh, um, if, if, if went, Jimenez is the backup, if I'm okay went, with that. If you
0: went Torino's, Jimenez, and had a legitimate number three guy at AAA that you could go down and get, that's something I'd be willing to try and, and run out there for April, May, and June. And if I needed to address at the trading deadline, I'd try and address there. For me, the bigger priorities are starting pitching starting pitching, starting pitching, and maybe some bullpen.
1: Because they've already – let's talk about the bullpen before you get into all the starting pitching. What's coming back in the bullpen?
0: Well, what's coming back in the bullpen is on paper is great. You've got Tolleson, Deekman, Dyson, Keller. You've got Sam Freeman who pitched well in the second half of the season. Also from the left-hand side, you've got Andrew Faulkner. Um, Any combination of long guys that you want to trot out there. But my concern is – The workload that all those guys were under last year—Tolleson, Dyson, Diekman, Keller—I think all of them set career highs in innings or appearances, one or the other. There's going to have to be. There's going to be some paying of the price at some point down the line. You can't count on all those guys to come back and be lights out for another full season. You have to expect that you're either going to run into an injury with one of them, you're going to run into some kind of, of subpar performance. And you better have some insurance there.
1: Is Luke Jackson going to be enough insurance for you?
0: Luke Jackson certainly figures into the into the mix. Um, I don't see a situation this year where they showed a whole lot of trust in him in any, in, in, in any um, big game. But I think that having had that exposure to the big leagues and maybe getting an idea of how the big league day, because they talk again about Jackson being very hyper guy and maybe having seen that structure of the big leagues for a while, Maybe that's all that Luke needs to, to figure out how to put everything into place for next year. He's certainly an insurance policy. I don't know that you necessarily need a big, big arm as an insurance policy. I just assume take a side armor like O'Day, somebody who gives you a different look in between all those right-handed guys.
1: I don't mind one guy like that, but the problem was that this year when the Rangers went When you in the-
0: started the season, you had all those guys, and they didn't have different deliveries. They weren't funky right. deliveries. They were all... You know, regular three-quarters guys with not very much
1: velocity. So so let's look at – so so we've hammered out all the edges now. Now let's get to the meat on the bone, as, as Joseph Randall would like to say, uh, about your starting rotation. What is your rotation going to be uh, on opening day next year? Well, on
0: opening day, you're right now you're looking at needing at least three spots um, because Darvish isn't going to be in that mix. So you've got Hamels, you've got Holland, you've probably got Perez. Obviously you've got Perez. The question is, are you going to put Chi Chi Gonzalez in your starting rotation? Now, when when are
2: are you seeing Darvish coming back?
0: uh, The last projections from John Daniels were probably mid May, uh, which to me also indicates that if you expect you, Darvish, to be a real big time contributor for this team, you're not expecting anything until after the trade, uh, after the all star break or the deadline. Um, So those are four guys, but. Chichis certainly not proven at this point. No. Take a step back. Perez is still kind of, you know, he's shown some things, but he's still kind of got some up and down to him. Holland, um, who knows what to expect from Derek Holland. And and so if you go into the season with those four, you're looking at a number one and then maybe three number fours.
1: So you're assuming that – are you just assuming that that Colby and Gallardo will not be back? No, I'm you... just
0: saying, if, right as we sit right now today, with those two guys being out there free agents, that's what you've got coming back in the
1: rotation. And I would say that's not enough. I would I would say I would almost say even if Darvish were ready to start the season, Darvish, Hamels, Holland, Perez, uh, because I, I'm not sure about Derek Holland anymore. Uh, you know, we we've always assumed he was going to keep getting better, and he just keeps muddling along at this same rate pitches some pitches really well for a few starts and then goes in the tank that's that's a 4 or a 5 that is not a 3 and i think that's the thing if you're going to be a championship caliber team and 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 let me say this also this year john daniels went into the season very tentatively he wanted to find out where they were and you know and i i can't really fault him for that because he made the right moves at the trade deadline they got him in a position to win the the division so that all worked out just fine i don't think he can can take that same attitude this this next year
0: and i think if you go into the year with with the idea that derrick holland is a number four Mm mm-hmm and he then does pitch to his upper ceiling, like some of these guys perform. Well, this then you've got one of the best rotations then in got baseball. One of the best rotations, but you can't plan on him being your no, number two. I agree. All right, so let me give you a list of some potential free agents here, and, and let's see what you think. Okay, you got the lefty from Baltimore, Wei-Yin Chen. Um, loved
1: and, hit, Loved that song in, in the "Live and Die in L.A." By the way.
2: Let's go. Keep okay. going.
0: <laughs> you've got Doug Fister. You have any puns for Fister?
1: No, I, I don't think so. Uh,
0: Hisashi Iwakuma. From Seattle, who's going to be 35. Scott Casmir, who really broke down in the second half. Yes, he did. Johnny Cueto, who had a big postseason after after a so-so start with Kansas City. How, well, how much would he cost? He would cost a lot of money and is probably out of the Rangers' price How range. old is he? 30. 30. Uh, you've got David Price, who, again, is going to be out of the Rangers' price range. And
1: didn't have a great postseason either. Didn't, But I don't think Never that's
0: does. going to cost him money. No. No. Yeah. You've got Jordan Zimmerman coming off a of season in Washington. You've got Jeff Samarja, Mike Leek, Ian Kennedy. Any of those
2: names excite you guys? No. Uh, yes. If you don't correct. like David Price's name? Why are why, Evan? We're the fifth largest market in the country. I, I listen, I, I I agree with what you're saying, but Well let's just try out the numbers. What's
1: David Price gonna get?
0: David Price is gonna get well over a hundred million dollars for six or seven years. And this is a team that's twenty million loaded a year. This is a team that's loaded with guys who are making fifteen to twenty five million dollars a year. You've got you've got a lot of of big time contracts that, that limit your flexibility. Now, if you want to say that they should be a two hundred million dollar payroll, that's certainly well within your realm of of, of, of opinions. Thank but you. I don't set the payroll. This is what they say is 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 their payroll, what they can afford to spend going into the season.
1: I think you can also make the case. How many times has a Big time free agent pitcher commanded, you know, $20, $25 million a year as a free agent and, and worked out. Yeah. I think history shows that those are the worst contracts. If, if there's 100 worst contracts, 95 of them are. If you're signing into a five pitchers. year
0: deal, you're hoping to get four years.
2: How in. old is
1: Price? Price is, I think, also 30. He may be a little bit under that. But yeah, he's very close. Uh, it, here's the other thing about that, too the Rangers are, are very top heavy in left handed pitching. You know, we can talk about their left-handed lineup. They're also heavy in left-handed pitch. I realize they need that, or they think they need that. I don't think it's the it's the issue that it once was at the ballpark. And so, I'm not so sure that that's I would be going for another left-handed pitcher.
0: Well, for me, the name that stands out the most on this list is is Doug Fister, and it's a guy that I think you might be able to buy a little bit on the low because he didn't have a good year this year in Washington. He is traditionally a ground ball pitcher might be willing to take a shorter-term contract to to kind of reestablish his, his, um, his value. That's the kind of guy I look for.
1: Uh, Did Dave Dombrowski know something about him that we didn't? Uh, because he got him on the cheap uh, from Seattle. When he was in Detroit. Uh, yes, when, yeah. when Dave was in Detroit, got him from Seattle on the cheap and then got rid of him. Yep. And, and and you know when he got rid of him, I thought, oh, my gosh, why in the world would you give up on this guy?
0: You know, every team's got their own proprietary formulas, and, and the Tigers' proprietary formulas certainly may value strikeout pitchers um, and, and the ability to miss bats more than, than Fister does. He is a ground ball guy. I don't think that that's anti what Jeff Bannister prefers. He is. Let's get let's get the, the out in, in three pitches or less. Let's get contact. Let's you know. Let let's conserve pitches. Fister for me is a guy who interests me. How old? Fister is again also in the thirty or thirty one range. Okay. Would you
2: rather have Fister or Colby Lewis? I, you know,
1: the GM really likes Colby Lewis. I
0: I think everybody likes Colby because he he's got the he's got the makeup of a pitcher. A that you want. I hate that term. You want him on the mound because he isn't afraid of anything. Yeah, he's a warrior. That's what they all say. But he's just the kind of guy that goes out there and maximizes so, his ability. Would
2: you rather put put your money in him or a Fister?
1: I think you could get uh, you could get Colby much cheaper than Fister, I think. I Col- Colby like I'm obviously he didn't like being left out of the, ro- out of the rotation. Right. The I think series.
0: you're going to I, Colby made $6 million last year. And I think at this point in time, this is going to be basically his last contract. He's 36 years old. I think Colby's going to look at the market and try and get a two-year deal somewhere out there. And you're going to have to pay him 6 or $7 million. So you're talking about $15 million investment for Colby. It years, it, it, I think he turns 37 in August. So there's there's some risk there. I mean, this is also a guy who is
1: patched together with right. with bailing wire. There's so, no question about that. I do, I do think that they need to, to shore up their, their, their starting pitch. now I will say something else too and I'm not sure what they can do about this. Uh, where did the Rangers rank in errors in the American League this year? I believe they were either first or second and I believe they were second in errors made uh, this year in, in the American League. You know, all the positions are set. Right? No, no, nothing's going to change. Adrian Beltre's coming back at third. Elvis is back at short. Odor is at second. If you bring in Napoli, he'll be about the same kind of defensive player that Moreland was. Uh, chew in right field, it'll be you the were, Shields in center and Hamilton in left.
0: You were terrible up the middle at the start of the season. Um, Elvis had a much better second half right up until game five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did, it all um, blew up buddy. Odor was much better after he came back. But, yeah, the, this team had a very bad uh, defensive first half. They were much better in the second half. Uh, and if you look at some of the deeper metrics beyond just just errors, you see that this team, Beltrade led all third basemen in runs saved at third base.
1: You know, that's a, and, and that's, he's coming back up because he was going down for all the injuries he had this year. I thought that was a remarkable statistic yeah. that because Machado had surpassed him. You know, several uh, third baseman surpassed him, and now he's he's actually had. And it it all comes down to if
0: you subscribe to the formula or not. And if you ask me to quote the formula for defensive runs saved, I can't. It's just a question of whether or not you buy the the idea and the concept. And and every team's got their own. So, I, I, listen, I, I I think that that this club is comfortable with where they are in field defense. If they get a guy to make contact, um, I think they pretty they're pretty comfortable with it. But um, – and the, the other part of it is there's not many solutions out there because you no. are set at all those positions. They are. Um, that's why I think you've got to – you've got to go out and shore up pitching because that is that is the biggest issue going forward. I, 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 we'll get out of here. I, I do also like – I do – would consider the possibility of Jordan Zimmerman. I do like Mike Leake a little bit, but I don't think you're going to be able to get him out of the National League in San Francisco. Uh, Ian Kennedy is another guy who I know. When I've talked to Jerry Fraley, Fraley's has mentioned him as a guy that he likes a little bit. I think
1: you're always nervous though too about uh, taking guys getting to switch leagues, yeah, especially guys coming from the National and, to the American.
0: And you listen to all these guys that I just ran off uh, that I liked. Fister's the only one that really has any American League experience, so that that is a real question. But the general managers' meetings start on on Tuesday in Boca Raton, and that's really the start of the off season. Rangers will be uh, hard at it. Uh, looking at that pitching, and, and, and I mean, they have made it very, very public that, that they still feel like they've got some work to do on pitching and, and they will get started. The the, the off season is a little bit more compressed now than it used to be because of, of how quickly free agency is established and, and started. But I think the things that you look for immediately are the Rangers will extend that qualifying offer to Gallardo, see what happens. He's got a week to determine whether or not he takes it or not. If he does take it, then that may change a little bit about how they go about the offseason. If he doesn't, then I think they dive full into negotiations with other guys.
2: I'm with you. That's great. Barry? Evan, <laughs> thanks thanks for the uh, seminar. It was it was very interesting. Barry, I, just, <laughs> I have news for you.
0: The, the, your second favorite time of the day after nap time is coming up. Lunch? Lunch.
2: Lunch. <laughs> Lunch.
0: Look at him perk up. All right, everybody, we're going to get out of here for this extra special bonus edition of Upon Further Review. I'm Evan Grant.
1: I'm Kevin
2: Sherrington. I'm going to lunch.